You are now listening to the Living Numbers and Tony Rambles. Tony Rambles. Tony Rambles. 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 And the Living Numbers Podcast. So, yeah. So, tell me about yourself. What do we, what do we want to talk about today? All right. So, um, I, I picked up a, a few things, and so I'm like, man, I got a psychologist on today. So I kind of want to get in the heads of people in certain situations, right? So maybe he can offer some insight. I mean, with your 30 plus years of experience, I'm sure you can. (laughs) Um, So I sent this uh, to that that email that I have been Uh communicating with. And if you got it, that's fine. If not, you know, it's it's really not anything that's crazy that you need to research. I just want people because some people they're like well i want to know what we're talking about beforehand because maybe they want to prep some people like hey just throw the camera on and you know we can go yeah Um, i'm i'm good with that just yeah we can we can go i'm i'm pretty good on my feet so yeah so i've seen like man you've done so and i'll tell you this here uh i'm always like trying to do research on the people that i have on right that's Uh that's what you're supposed to do that's how you be a good host and there's so much stuff. I'm like, how, how do I, you know, bring this together yeah. to introduce the good doctor here? And so <laughs> I'm going to tell you, man, I had, I had some, I had some trouble in a good way. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad it was good trouble, you know, but it, yeah, yeah. honestly though, Tony, this is, this is one of the frustrating things that I have too, is like, I do mm-hmm. so much and I'm, I'm like, this, I'm so broad with certain things. It's really hard for people to pin me down and say, hey, this is a dude that does this, or this is a guy who does that. It's like, ah, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm just a specialist in humanity. I don't know. Like, uh, that's the only way I could say it. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. I got to write that down. I got to write that down. I mean, because international speaker, you know, humanitarian, all of that stuff, a specialist in humanity. Come on, man. That's gold. You've been doing this too long. All right. There you go. I'll I'll take it. (laughs) I'll, I'll run with that. <laughs> okay. What do you like to do for leisure? That's always something I like to talk about. Oh, leisure. Okay. Ah, uh, man, I love sports. Um, eh, COVID put a big crank, you know, big crimp in that, but love sports. I, I love like pretty much all sports, but I love basketball, man. That's my, my addiction. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and, and uh, I love racket sports like racquetball, squash, uh, badminton, like that um so that's what i do i, I like to read um and mm. it's kind of weird ha- weird hobby but i like to read stuff like quantum physics and like chaos theory and like stuff in like uh the hard stuff well it's, it's, it's sort of hard it's sort of hard but also like um I, I really like to read what's called like metaphysics right like how our brain works and human potential and that sort of thing i i know it's my business but i also just enjoy it it's that's like enjoy it's kind of cool to see what the outer limits of what we know and what we can do are. Right. So I like that. And I love movies. I love movies and I love music. Right. So, Man. yeah. Okay. Yo, we, I can already tell. And I don't know if you talked to, uh, uh, to your buddy, Mr. Fatal, uh, but mm-hmm. I talked to him on, on Tuesday. Okay. So, yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, that conversation, I mean, it was, it was one of, my funnest episodes, especially being on Zoom, because I, I like to have people right here yeah. on the chair next to me. Yeah. But, you know, being on Zoom, we can kind of feel a little detached a little bit. Yeah. 
but if you got the right person on, I mean, me, me and Charlie, I mean, it was, <laughs> it was bananas. It was awesome. So uh, that one's actually out on YouTube and I'm gonna get all the, uh, the podcast stuff posted here probably within the next, you know, 24 hours or so. But oh, right on. He was like, man, I wish I could have my partners here. Cause we talked about, um, uh, money, mind DNA. Yeah. Oh, I had him plug that, which I'll have you do the same as well. Yeah. And, uh, he was like, man, I wish I could have my partners on, you know, Dr. Gans and, you know, uh, I, for, I the other guy's name escapes me, but, uh, yeah, I was Mikulai, like, is that Mikulai, so? Dr. Mikulai Rajik. Mikulai yeah, Rajik. Yeah. 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 I said, I'm actually going to have Gans on, on Thursday. He was like, uh-huh. Oh man, that's going to be bananas. You're going to love him. He's a great guy. So he talked glowingly about you. right on oh thank you charlie he, he's amazing too man we just we met yet yeah, we met like like a couple days ago and right after this we're actually doing our <laughs> our like our free event for money mind dna so wow. like right as soon as we're done this podcast we're, we're starting that it's at uh yeah so yeah man, so okay i guess we should get the show on the road then huh <laughs> sure whatever you want to do but you're the boss i'm here to make you look good so <laughs> okay here we go all right this is the Living Numbers Podcast, and I am your host, Tony Rambles. And today I have on, I mean, I can just tell y'all that this is going to be a great one. Uh, first, obviously, we need to do some housekeeping. Make sure you guys uh, go follow and subscribe on uh, Instagram and TikTok. I post clips there uh, of the podcast, also of just like things that I do in regular life. So you'll know who Tony Rambles is. Uh, That's at underscore Tony Rambles underscore. Of course, you can find me on Spotify, on Apple, on YouTube. I'm all over the place. Stitcher, you know, wherever you want to go, I'm there. You can also email the show, onetonyrambles at gmail.com. Now, with that out of the way, you all know if you've been listening for the past 40 some odd episodes, that whenever I have someone on for the first time, I have to do an intro for them. Now, Dr. Gans does not know what I'm going to say here. I had to do some digging, and I already told him that it was a little difficult to narrow him down because he does so much in his background and just the different areas of life that he touches is, is crazy. So here we go. Without further ado. Hailing from Alberta, Canada, by way of the Caribbean, registered psychologist, PhD in counseling psychology, and master's in developmental and educational psychology from Andrews University in Michigan, where I'm from. I got the Detroit hat on, of course. Right. He's written six books, including The Me Factor and Beating Burnout for Women. He's been on countless shows, podcasts, panels, talks, and broadcasts. I tried to count. I tried to get a number on this thing. I could not. He does not ask rhetorical questions because he believes you get more by doing. And ultimately, he believes in practical, down-to-earth advice. International speaker, author, entrepreneur, helping families, as a specialist in humanity since 1991, I present Dr. Gans Farans. I don't know if that French was any good. I just 
Sometimes you just got to go. For it, it works for me, man. It works for me. I feel like I should like be taking a bow or something. That's awesome. Thank you for that great introduction. <laughs> Hope I live You're up welcome. to all the hype now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? If people just Google, just go ahead and Google it. G-A-N-Z. Look at it. It's askgons.com. There's nothing that you have to live up to. Just be yourself and people will just see because it's just, it's beaming. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that, man. And you know, that's, that's honestly, that's how I like to run all the stuff I do. Like the, like mm-hmm. the executive coaching, the, the speaking programs I do, what you see is what you get. Do you know what I mean? Yep. I, I think uh, particularly being a psychologist, there's a lot of misconceptions and 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 lack mm-hmm. of knowledge around what we do and it can be really yeah. intimidating and scary to people but listen man just a, just another dude so just happen to have some specialized knowledge and a little bit of experience so and i find that that's the best like one of the reasons that i started this podcast mm-hmm. and i would say like regular people are interesting you just have to ask the right questions mm-hmm. and i would go that i would also say that people that we think are like stars and I will put you in that category. You may not want me to say that, but with all the stuff that you've done, you're a star in my eyes. Thank I would you, say stars it. are regular people too. Yeah. You also just have to ask the right questions because then you go, mm-hmm. well, wow, like this person grew up kind of kind of like I did. Mm-hmm. And so from there, I want to get into a little bit of your background, some anthology sure. stuff. And how we do things is I'm going to transition our topics from number to number. We'll go wherever we go. We just want to make it feel, we just want to make it authentic. We just talk on this. All good. So first number is one out of six. Okay. I'm sure you know what that number means. No, I don't. <laughs> it's about you. You're one of six growing up ah. in a predominantly Caucasian environment mm-hmm. since moving to, to Canada. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would think like, my question mm-hmm. is when did psychology become your thing? Like mm-hmm. my guess is that kind of reflecting back on life and the mm-hmm. things that you've gone through um, that you could have seen the, the strings along the way. So mm-hmm. uh, it's yours. Take it away. Go ahead and give the background. <laughs> yeah. So great stories. yeah. Like, okay. So yeah. Growing up as an immigrant, Right in Canada, and, and absolutely right. Predominantly, you know, Caucasian environment. I remember, you know, like growing up, and the city when we moved here was about two hundred thousand people. It wasn't very big at all. Now we're like I don't know, a million and a half or whatever it is. But um, yeah, I mean, you you see another person call and say, "Hey, what's up?" Right? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's we're rare, here. right? And and usually we knew everybody, so that's you know it was nice that way. But it was you know it's, it's some different pressures. But really, psychology for me was always around um, how good can we have it. How good can we have it? How good can we stand it? Mm-hmm. it? So a lot of people have this idea that psychology is about, okay, something's wrong with you. How do we fix it? Right. And a lot of people think it's like one flew of the cuckoo's nest or, you know, something <laughs> kind of dark like that. Right. But it's, it's for me, it's always been on the positive side. What are the best practices of happy, healthy, productive people? What are they mm-hmm. doing and what can yeah. I learn from them? And can I, can I copy that? Can I, learn those skills and then put those into practice because what I know Mm -hmm. is, and, and anybody who's done like any, if you have a car, for example, you know, that if you do your schedule maintenance, 
you're probably not going to break down at the same rate as when you don't do your schedule maintenance, right? Yep, so the best enough. defense is a good offense, right? If you if you look after yourself well, you you actually build and enhance and you know pay attention to stuff. You tend mm-hmm. not to break down, and so the same yep. goes for our emotional well being. And so I, I like I've always had that sort of human potential kind of urge to figure it out, right? right. And and so this right. is why I like psychology. But on the other hand. I grew up in a really dysfunctional family too, right? My parents had some issues and, you know, Mm -hmm. so it wasn't fun. They got divorced when I was seven and, you know, there's always, always like fighting and lots of turmoil and stuff like that. Mm. And, and so, you know, I looked at that. I looked at some of the ways that I saw them relate to each other. Some of the ways I saw them relate to me. And I said, okay, I want to do different. Yeah. But I got to figure some stuff out, right? How, How do I get the tools to one, not make the mistakes they I saw them make, but two, do something instead. Like, I mean, it's one thing to know what not to do. You got to replace it with thing. what to do. Yes, exactly right. And we didn't, uh, you know, and so this is one of the reasons I got into psychology. And then when mm. I was in university, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, you know, I, I came to psychology, I, I would say the scenic route, right? Because I first went into <laughs> like pre-med, I did this, I tried to do that, I tried to do a bunch of stuff. But my psychology grades were always good. And I think it's just because I was yeah. interested in the topic, right? And so I said, okay, I guess, I guess I'll see where this goes. And yeah, I'm really glad I did because I, I, I love the profession. I've been doing it for, you know, yeah. I've been in the field for about 30 years now and just really enjoy it. And, you know, I'm not done yet. So. <laughs> right, man. We, we, you've got so much more to, to share and man, I see so many parallels mm-hmm. uh, because I come from, and I use the word broken home. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really like that phrase mm-hmm. uh, because it, it, it insinuates something negative, which obviously right. there are negative experiences, but I feel like the home is what you make it, right? Yeah. So there's plenty of people with step-parents and the home is not broken. Like it's, it's a I great agree. home. I agree. <laughs> so, and sometimes, sometimes splitting up from the original is better for everybody. Yes. Do you know what yes. I mean? So right. yeah. I have a, a step-mom. I've, I've had a couple of step-moms, you know, mm-hmm. shout out to my dad. Uh, and even even just looking at it from his perspective like he's always like just trying to find happiness with that mm-hmm. with that person and he would probably say well if it's not working then what you want me to do just stay around or you know mm-hmm. you do everything that you can and you try your best now we've never like had that discussion but that's mm-hmm. just me kind of being the uh the couch psychologist here mm-hmm. to use a, a pun so mm-hmm. uh but just the family and i have 14 brothers and sisters and wow. it's messy it's mm-hmm. all over the place and mm-hmm. the back and forth fighting between it. So just seeing how that kind of shaped me and then mm-hmm. moving, like I'm from mm-hmm. Detroit, but I live in Houston now. Mm-hmm. I've lived in Connecticut. I lived in China. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. 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 And so like kind of looking at the parallels where you go and you look at someone else's life, like my wife, she's uh, she never moved from uh, Houston, the mm. same side of Houston. She stayed on. She moved maybe one time in her life. She has one brother and he's uh, 18 years older than she is. Uh And so like seeing how those parallels, uh, well, our parallels and hers is like, it's not even (laughs) close to where we are, but (laughs) see how those things come together and even both of us having to unlearn stuff and replace it with (laughs) new stuff, good stuff. Mm -hmm. So you have your 12 stress busting tips. Mm-hmm. And I, I wrote this one down too because I liked it. The ABCs to assertiveness. 
I just like how that rolls. And so I actually signed up uh-huh. and I got my first tip. And so I'm not going to ask you to give them all away because, you know, what's the point of that? That's not how we do things. <laughs> but I'll talk about the first one because I got it uh, legitimately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's take a time to plan. Mm-hmm. And so how did that become now? This is just a question that comes up. You have these 12 tips and people sign up. Did they get a, a like, I got take time to plan. Would somebody else who signed up get a different tip or are they all like, they come in the same order? They come in the same order. So that, yes, they come in the same order. So it's okay. sequential. So yeah, you get the first one. Everybody who signs up gets the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next and then one each, each yeah. month, I believe, right? Uh, every, okay. um, so, for the 12, it's, it's every, every uh, three days or so. So you get them fairly okay. quickly yeah, and then. Bad. Yeah, yeah, and then and then you can you like you roll right into the Ask Doctor Gans program, which is every every week somebody sends in some questions, I pick a question, question, answer question once a week. So yeah, it's 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 you know a shrink in your pocket basically, right? So it's like it's very easy to just kind of get some good information that's going to help you yeah. tweak your life in a positive way. Yeah. And also, I mean, there's so many things like that because I'm reading all this stuff and I'm looking at the podcast that you've done and you're like, sometimes just the small tweaks, if you do yeah. it consistently, can make the biggest difference. Absolutely. Okay. I know I'm all over the place, but because that's because you're all over the place. So we're <laughs> going to circle back in. All okay. Right. The 12 stress busting tips. How did make a plan become the first tip? So... I, I, I was, um, I think when I was a kid, I was probably fairly hyper, right? We did, like, I'm pretty old, so we didn't have that term at, back then. But uh, I think now looking at myself, I was like, yeah, it's probably kind of hyperactive and stuff. So I was kind of <laughs> scattered, right? And one of the right. things I've found is that um, just by taking a little bit of time, like, it, it, and it can be a little bit um, uncomfortable, I would say. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of us conscientious people, people who are busy, people got a lot of stuff on the go, they figure that, oh, man, I, I can't slow down. I got to go. I just got too much stuff on the go. I got to go, right? And But if you go without taking the time to figure out if you're going in the right direction or if there's a proper sequence to it or any of that stuff, you're mm-hmm. putting in a lot of work and you're not getting a lot of bang for your buck, right? Yeah. And so what I found was when I take time to sit down, pull out my planner, I... I I'm old school, so I still use a paper planner, right? So, oh, yeah. you know, when I sit down and plan out my day, surprise, surprise, my day goes better. I have less stress. I feel more calm. I get a lot more done. And I go to, you know, end my day with, like, energy left over, right? right and right. and so, you know, the, the big the two things about what I do. One is everything that I do, I have tested in the lab of my life. Okay. This is all personal stuff to me because I've done it. I've used it. It's helped me and I want to share it. Right. The other thing, the other thing is the theme that I have, and this is the theme of the me factor is that the better you feel, the better you do. And so generally, if you can do things to help yourself be calm, to help yourself be in that, that zone of performance where you're calm, but alert and you know, you're not overwhelmed, but you're still motivated when you Mm -hmm. can be in that state you do your best your physiology works its best you're clear-minded better relationships communicate better everything works better and so what i found was taking time to plan was one of those things that you do first thing in the morning 
and and also you wrap it up at night but you know you do that and your life just works better you feel calmer you have you feel more in control of your day right. which helps you again to feel calmer but all that stuff just increases your productivity and just makes you feel healthier and and, and protects you from stress as well yeah do you okay so do you plan in you said you're you like to watch movies you love sports now these all these things are ringing bells off in my head and i just want to ask a ton of questions about that kind of stuff and i and i will but do you plan in those kinds of things into your day or just is all of your plan like okay this is all of my work stuff or do you go okay yeah at 12 o'clock uh, I got to go, you know, get some shots up or I got to go to the yeah. weight room or whatever those things may be. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. So um, one of the things I'm reading this book, I'm rereading for probably the third or fourth time now, this book called The One Thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, really good book. So um, one of the things they say in there is that, you know, really successful people, they plan their their leisure and their, well, they don't even call it leisure. It's, 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 it's refueling time. They plan their yeah. refueling time first. So their, their vacations, their leisure, all that other stuff, they put that in and then everything else works around that. Right. So I definitely, I'm not good. quite, I'm not quite at the ninja level with that yet. <laughs> I'm still working on that, but, uh, but yes, I do plan. I do plan my movies. I do plan my, you know, getting the shots up. I do plan, you know, this is what yeah. I'm doing in the weight room. Like legitimately this week, I actually just talked to my assistant and we reworked mm-hmm. my schedule. So I'd have more time in the mornings to get a proper workout in and then kind of ease into my day. Because what mm-hmm. I find is if, when I can do that, even though my day might be a little more compact, a little shorter, I get a lot more work done. Uh, I'm more yeah. efficient and I feel better. Right. And that's, that's what the big thing is. So yes, the, the short answer, the long answer, I guess, to that is absolutely. I plan all that good stuff in there too. Cause if you don't have that, then yeah. You feel depressed. What are you deprived. working for? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's no, there's no payoff, right? Yeah, I have. I'm a high school teacher. Mm. And this is my fourth year. <laughs> teaching high school. And these kids, man, they, they're so burnt, man, because a lot mm. of them, and we're talking about the high the high level high achievers ones, yeah mm-hmm. high achievers and they're like oh all i do is study all i do is study all i do is study you know i'm up till all hours of the night i'm like that is not healthy like no matter mm-hmm. how many ap classes you have mm-hmm. you have to at the very least bare minimum you have to sleep well yeah. you have to eat food you can't live off of celsius coffee and monsters that's unhealthy <laughs> oh man you, you're you're preaching to the choir preaching to the choir yeah listen let me just give you some stats on that, right? So, okay. um, like numbers here. Yeah, yeah. Sleep, sleep. Let's start with that. Sleep is the foundation of all of it. Okay. One of the first things I tell people to do, I, I assess with people when I'm coaching them, is like, what are you doing for sleep? How's that going? How much? How long? Is it regular? That sort of thing, right? So, the, the, the short version of this is we need about uh, eight and a half, nine hours of sleep every night, Ooh. the average adult. Oh, yeah, I know. Really? I know. I, yep. <laughs> Yep. And if you're a kid, like your, your, your students, they're needing like nine, 10, maybe 11, wow. right. To, to have yeah. everything run. F- pr- like, I don't think anybody's uh, getting enough sleep then. We're not, <laughs> we're not. Okay. So this was, this was, I think in two, in 20, 2012, 2011 world mm-hmm. health organization said sleep and sleep issues are going to be, or, or, or are fast becoming the number two mm-hmm. health crisis topic in industrialized nations that was like you know 10 years ago more than 10 years ago right 
And so it is now. an issue. It is an issue. The American, American Automobile Association did a study a few years back. And what they found is if, if you miss, like, okay, so if we're starting at, let's say, eight hours, right? If you get seven hours, if you miss one hour of sleep one night, your chances of getting into an accident double, right? Oh, you're no. Twice as lucky, you're twice as likely to get into an accident if you miss one hour for one night. That's, we're not talking about chronic. We're talking about one time, okay? They found that if you get five hours or less, your yes. chances of getting into an accident go up by a factor of 10. You're 10 times more likely to get into an accident if you're only getting five hours of sleep or less. Okay. So here's the problem. That's staggering. Yeah. So here's the issue. A lot of the kids, they're sleeping with their phones, right? They got all their alerts on. They got all this other stuff. So what's happening is even if they're in bed, they're not fully they're getting like, rest because everything's popping up. They're, yeah, they're either tucked, whatever, or it's buzzing, even if they don't consciously wake up something is disturbing their sleep right? right and so they have that so that's a stressor because they're not getting enough sleep then they're like they're, not, they're out of balance right because they're not like getting rest and they're not actually playing or doing anything and, <laughs> and you know what i mean and they're they're yeah. overtaxing their brain with too much stimulation so you know it's really really inefficient there's a concept yeah. and most people who've like studied economics or whatever have heard of this term it's called the law of diminishing returns yep and yep, yep, yeah yep. so you know what i'm talking about right so basically yes, stated you know if you in in this case if you stay with something for a long time without changing or getting a rest or whatever you you actually start to reduce your productivity in that yes. thing you drive your car without going to maintenance great. yeah exactly you get you put in more and get less out right and so, you know, the, the hardcore studies kid, kids, right, are doing all this stuff. They're putting in more and more time living on monster drinks and all the other stuff. And oh, man. they're not getting the productivity or anything or the enjoyment that they could. They'd be better off exactly. studying for three hours with three breaks in between and then going and bowling or go, you know, see a girlfriend or a movie or yeah. whatever, right? They'll be way better off doing that. But they don't know. So, they think the harder they work, the better they do. And that's, that's really, it's not how it works. I am going to make sure that I show this portion of my podcast to my kids. And I wish we would have actually done this a month ago because AP testing and mm-hmm. all of the state mandated tested, those things just passed. I mean, within the past week or two mm-hmm. and them not just hearing it from me, oh, you're just Mr. Franklin them actually hearing it from a doctor and someone who has been successful in, in these fields and have have looked at these numbers. And like you said, has tested it for yourself. Mm. Then they might listen. Maybe, maybe. Well, you never know. (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully, but let me, let me just tell you how, like how much this has been tested for me. Okay. So with the PhD, we had to write like what's called comprehensive examinations, right? So Mm -hmm. it's basically two weeks of exams over everything we've covered in, in, the bachelor's degree, the master's degree, and the PhD degree. It's huge, right? So we had to study yeah. for that. I also had to write a professional exam to become a psychologist, get registered as a psychologist. Both of these things are beasts, okay? So people will take off like three months to study to, to prepare for some wow. of these things, right? So Man. like, uh, I, I uh, because I knew this, I, I finally figured this out, but I was probably my second degree by the time I figured out like how our mind works and how we learn the best and all this uh-huh. other stuff. I was able to do those kinds of studies. Well, let's talk about yeah. the professional exam. 
I did mm -hmm. that, the, the hardcore studying for that in about three days, right? Mm -hmm. I, I did that in about three, three days. days. And, and I like, I do not recommend this. This was not good. Just do, do not do this, <laughs> with me, right? I'm, I did it the wrong way. Like I crammed, right? But I did it because what I did was I, I took, a, took the subjects and I studied for 50 minutes, five zero, then took a 10 minute break, right? Law of diminishing returns. I'm not going to keep banging away at it. Studied right. a totally different subject for the second 50 minutes, 10 minute break. Studied a third different subject, 10 minute break, okay. right? I did okay. that for four times and then took a big break. Then I'd come back in the afternoon, the evening, do three of those sessions and that was it. And then just kind of rinse and repeat, right? I did that for a few days and then I went and wrote my test and I passed it. Okay. But wow, I, I've done it the other amazing. way before where I've nose to the grindstone, shoulders to the plow, just in there all the time, cramming, always studying. Hour after I hour. Failed, failed miserably. Just, just wow. pushed it. Right. Because I, I, you know, I was overwhelmed. I was exhausted. Yeah. I couldn't focus. Whereas the way I did it the other time, it's like, actually it was, you know, it was intense, but it was all right. I still went out and had some fun. I did some other things. Right. I didn't, I didn't just study for three days straight. You right, know? right, right. So, so it really does work. Fun, speaking of fun, mm -hmm. because according to Dr. Gaines, fun is important. Yes. Okay. So you say you, you're a ball guy. Mm -hmm. So let's talk some hoops for a little bit. All right. Uh, you've been watching playoffs. I have. Okay. What do you, what do you just go? Your thoughts? <laughs> I won't say anything. Well, I, I love watching John Morant. I just think he's an exciting player. Just exciting. Yes. Just like, and I like to see the little guys banging it up with the big guys. Right. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, you know, so I love that. I think, I don't know. I, I, I suspect Phoenix is going to take it. Um, just solid. You know, they're, they're very, very deep. Their bench is super deep. Mm -hmm, you got mm -hmm, the old guy, mm -hmm. Chris Paul, right? He's just the general man. <laughs> doing what he needs to do. You got the young guys, Kevin, you know, Devin Booker and all these guys. Yep. So like, I, I like them, but I, but there's like, you know, Golden State's tough team, got the playoff experience, right? Yeah. Some of the younger teams, Absolutely. right? So the younger teams are also giving some people some problems. So mm -hmm. it's going to be interesting. It's going to be, and we'll okay. see what happens in the East too. So. Yeah, I've done like uh, I've done just episodes where I'll just talk NBA because I'm yeah. I'm a huge hoops fan. Mm. I still play basketball. I just joined the league. That's part mm. of my my uh, refuel time. Yep, okay? that's right. So, um, but I, I just see that Phoenix is they're so deep and they're so steady. They don't mm -hmm. typically have those donut games where they lose by thirty points like mm -hmm. Golden State just did last night. And they're just so good. They have a high level that they're consistently at, yeah. right? There's no diminishing returns mm -hmm. with a team like that. Mm -hmm. um, Memphis is not ready yet. They still mm -hmm. need to stew a little bit more, mm -hmm. I feel like. Mm -hmm. uh, Golden State, I don't feel like their talent level is, is high enough to match Phoenix's yeah. on a consistent level. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. And so and on the East, I don't trust James Harden, so I'll never pick Philadelphia. <laughs> Even though I love Joel Embiid, he's awesome. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, the Heat don't have enough offense, mm -hmm. and um, Milwaukee, Boston is is a knockdown, drag oh, yeah. out, yeah. physical, physical, yeah. physical series. I I feel like without Chris Middleton, it's gonna be tough for them to win that series. But 
They got the best player in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I just, so. you know, I look at those two teams and they're going to be beat up by the time they come out of that series. Right. And so hopefully they can heal up and do what they need to do to go to the next level. But yeah, those, that's, that's, that's a really good yeah. matchup. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, it, some heartbreakers in there and, you know, yeah. it's pretty crazy. Okay. So growing up, we watched a ton of movies mm-hmm. and I'll ask some of this cool stuff before we get into like the mind bender stuff. So what's like your favorite genre? What kinds of movies mm. do you like to watch? Jeez, I, 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 I really do like the sci-fi. I mean, I'm, I'm yes. digging the, all the superhero stuff right now, too. I'm kind of a big nerd. I even like Harry Potter and stuff like that, right? But, but um, you yes. know, my favorite series, speaking of no mind-bending, is like, it's Matrix, right? It's like hands no down. No way, hold on, wait a second, wait a second. Hands wait a down. Second, wait a second. The Matrix is, pro- no, the Matrix is my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the first three, the last one, no. But the, the, the first three, the first three solid, I'm solid trilogy, about man. The first, the first one was like, oh, yeah. Wait, what did I just watch? Am I in a simulation? <laughs> I don't even know anymore. So many questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, man. I mean, yeah. so many parallels here. I mean, we're going to have to hang out. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I, I like also the sci fi. I, I've always just been into, I live in the real world. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let me watch some other stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I like the Harry Potters. I didn't get into star Wars until the new ones came out mm-hmm. and um, Finn was in it. And it was a black lead in, mm-hmm. in the front. I know we had mm-hmm. Mace Windu back in the day, mm-hmm. but he wasn't the guy like Finn. Mm-hmm. Was. Mm-hmm. And so seeing that representation mm-hmm. in a, a, I mean, a box office smash. I mean, a, mm-hmm. a cult phenomenon like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. That that just pulled me in, and so I'm the kind of guy like once I get into something, like I'm going to go check out everything else. So I mm-hmm. went and watched all the old Star Wars. Return of mm-hmm. the Jedi is my favorite one, mm-hmm. and same thing like when I listen to music. Once I find an artist and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I like this, I'm going to find all your old stuff. Yeah, you're gonna I'm locked in. in. Mm-hmm. I'm going exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, speaking of like race and representation, mm-hmm. um, you suggested a book called "Dismantling Racism" mm-hmm. on Facebook, mm-hmm. and I, and that is a a big kind of piece of where we are right now mm-hmm. uh, because all the stuff that's happened over the past couple of years. So, like, what is uh, what are the things that you're kind of gathering from? from this time in that book mm-hmm. and how they coincide with one another. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's a big issue. I mean, it, you touch anything, anything, the environment, food, um, finances, you, you know, there's, there's, there's an element of, yes. uh, we can call it systemic racism. We can call it really, you know, the, the paradigm is like, you know, white supremacy, thinking right i mean not and when mm-hmm. i say that i don't mean people sh- shaving their heads and burning cross that's not what i'm right. talking about i'm talking about systems right so for example mm-hmm. um the the automatic hand washers like you know the automatic stuff that you go to the bathroom and you wave your hand under the sink and the water yes. comes on right mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't work for people with darker pigments uh. right like, and that's not like the, the tap is not racist. Right. Right. And, 
You understand? It's a piece of it's a it's a it's a tool, right? Yeah. But the folks that were programming this programmed it for what exactly. they knew, right? That's and not what something they, know that they thought is, about, right? It's not something they thought about. It's just like, hey, I, I'm a, I'm a bunch of like you know, I'm I'm pretty light skinned myself, right? So like, mm-hmm. hey, well, it works for me, so I guess it works. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and because we haven't thought about that, there are these holes in the system yes. that don't represent or play well for people who are not of that hue. The people who people right, who are right, not right. you know white or male or whatever. That's a blind spot. Right, it's a blind spot. Right, it's it's unconscious bias is another way to look at it. Right. So I don't really like the word racism because people have all sorts of things in their yes. minds about that. And it's not it's not that that obvious a lot of times right another one is the like all the safety um standards that are built into cars especially in north america are mm-hmm. normed on about a 160 pound 170 pound five foot ten male right. right so if you're outside of that parameter if you're a female mm-hmm. you're the safety stuff's not gonna work as well for you if you're taller mm-hmm. if you're shorter if you're heavier or whatever right no one meant to do this. This wasn't like some like exactly. conspiracy. Now, d- right. don't get me wrong. There are conspiracies. There are, there. there are sure. some things where people do say, okay, we're going to screw these people. And we're going to write that that stuff does happen. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff that's built into the system is not stuff that's been put there recently. It's stuff that's been there for a long, long time. And right. no one, most people around now are not trying to run a negative system because the truth is that, unconscious bias racism white supremacy or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. it hurts everybody including the people who are supposedly on the top because what it does is it cuts out a whole ton of variability it cuts out a whole ton of creativity of of okay. contribution that could be given and the system to run the system whether you're aware of it or not the system is expensive. <laughs> it costs oh, a lot yeah. of energy to run to keep people excluded, right? And so, so this is one of the things that you know I've really tried to get across to people when I, you know, do speaking or whatever, whatever I'm doing, mm. is that this isn't working for anybody, right? I mean, <laughs> like it, it everybody's might, losing here. Everybody's you know losing, right? But but the, the the thing about humanity is we we tend to prioritize familiarity over optimization. Right. So because we're familiar, because we're used to it, we just kind of it's easier just to keep running that than it is to expend a little bit of energy to do the up optimized thing, to, to do the thing right. that's going to actually make it even better. Right. So that's the challenge we have is just to help people to see that, you know, if we tweak this a little bit here, it's going to work for everybody, including you. Right. You're not exactly. really giving up power. We're all just going to have more power. Right. right. You're We're still going to be the big dog at the top. We know that's what you want, but trust me, like this is going to work for you too. Yeah. Yeah. You pay attention exactly. and listen. Uh, yeah. So like speaking of like getting into, into the minds of people, there's a couple of things that I, I'm always looking at news and looking at how that relates to our story. And you say you're mm-hmm. a big fan of the superhero movies, mm-hmm. which is awesome. So am I. Um, there was this news story that happened uh, today and this car started rolling into the intersection. I don't know if you mm. saw this video No. and it was a red light, thank God. And it's just rolling. And so you don't really know what's going on unless you, you know, read ahead and it starts rolling into like the other lane. 
So where the traffic will come this way, it's just rolling. It's really it's fairly slow. And it's a red light. So these cars aren't moving. So I'm just guessing like these people are thinking like, what the heck? So eventually, I think the passenger started yelling like, like they needed help. And turns out there was someone incapacitated in the driver's seat. And I guess they couldn't get to the brake or the, the pedals or whatever. And so it ended up being about seven people got out of their cars and they stopped the car from hitting anyone. And I, they, they eventually got help. So as a psychologist, I wanted to ask like, what, what are the heroes, right? And I'm throwing quotations up there for anybody that's just listening and not watching. What goes on in the mind of, of a hero? Somebody that's like, well, let me insert myself into the situation to try to fix or to make things better. I don't know if you've studied this, but I'm like, I gotta, I have a psychologist on. <laughs> what happens when people are out and they, they insert themselves in these kind of situations? I honestly think it's just, you know, down to straight old compassion. Do you know what mm. I mean? You know, what would I want to have if I was in that situation? If there's somebody who needs help, let me help. Do you know what I mean? And, and I think this is, this is, kind of hardwired in us through evolution right i mean we wouldn't have made it this far as a species if we didn't help each other out right Right. now with civilization we have division of labor that's quite efficient right neither of us i I, i'm I'm assuming but i'm probably good assumption neither of us generate our own electricity right we (laughs) i know i don't (laughs) right okay so you know, somebody is generating the electricity so we can have this podcast, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, so the division of labor, this idea of helping and us working together as a species, as a people, as a, a country or as a world or as whatever, as yeah. a family, working together for the greater good. That is, that is really at the heart of heroism, right? You see somebody having a hard time. It's like, let me help. I can help. Let yeah. me try to do something. And that's, yeah. that's, a, that's kind of a natural thing in us. Because like I said, if we didn't do it, we wouldn't, we wouldn't survive on the planet as a species. Right. And that, that, that kind of makes me think about how I am as a teacher. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like you really have to watch how much you help because there's always somebody that needs help. Either it's a student yeah. or another teacher and administrator. There's yeah. always someone that's, and unfortunately, when you're good at helping and mm-hmm. good at what you do when people like you, you get, you get called on yeah. a lot more than other people. <laughs> that's right. This, this is the truth. This is the truth, right? And everybody in the helping profession, teachers, like first responders, you know what I mean? All these, like, again, it's, it's, it's that compassion. It's that love yeah. for people, that love for humanity, wanting to contribute and help and that sort of thing, right? But we know, I know, I've, I've been through this experience myself, burnout mm-hmm. is a real thing, right? Yep. And, um, you know, when, you know, we can give so much for so long that we actually deplete ourselves. And right. then, then the things and the people that we care about the most, we really want to help. We actually can get to a point of resenting that. Yep. Right. Yep. And, and it like, doesn't mean every just, time I see you, I got to help you. Right. right. <laughs> you know, I actually stopped practicing for a year because I was at that point. I just had to take a break because it's like, oh, yeah. why are these people coming through with their problems? It's like, <laughs> well, you are a shrink. So, you know, but <laughs> fortunately, I, you know, I, I, I buy what I sell. So I've been in therapy myself. I got my own psychologist, mm. got my own coaches. I've been working on myself and that helped me to learn a lot of the stuff. But that's also right. why 
this thing exists, the me factor, right? This, this is, this is the, whatever, the, the way out that I found for myself when I was getting burnt out or, or was burnt out is to yeah, yeah. how do I set up a system that I can help fuel myself, help, you know, rejuvenate myself, but also not deplete myself in the future. How can I make sure I'm getting all the good stuff so I can keep doing good in the world that I want to do, but also, Absolutely. you know, take time for personal maintenance, right? Take time to yes. fill the tank so I don't end up depleting and hating the people, I'm, <laughs> the, the people I'm trying to serve, right? Absolutely. I mean, and those things are, are, are important because if you can't be your best, mm -hmm. then you can't do your best. I think that's mm -hmm. one of yours too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. When you feel good, you do good. Right? There you go. Yeah. So I got like just a few more things. Mm. Um, right now, uh, there's a war going on. Mm -hmm. and, and I know that causes a lot of anxiety for people. Mm -hmm. And so since you've been doing this and you're a well-seasoned, experienced person, I would say uh, back in 2001, just about a little over 20 years ago, there was another war. And you talked about compassion and trying to be there for people. And so just compare, because I was in middle school when the, the war on terrorism uh, became a thing. And, you know, we jumped into the war with Iraq or Iran or the Middle East or all of the above. And so I would, I would just like you to compare how people react now, as opposed to how they reacted back then, because mm -hmm. we definitely live in a different time than 20 years ago mm -hmm. and how that's also consumed. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think I, I remember that well, you know, I remember, you know, personally for me, my, my mm -hmm. wife um, was, her family was living in New York city at the time. Right. And so oh, when, wow. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So when, when it's like, I'm, I might tear up when I'm talking about this even now. Right. Cause I remember when I listened to the news and I said the air airspace above the U S was shut down and stuff was going into trade centers and stuff. And do you know what I mean? And but my mother-in-law, I remember. Yeah. She worked at uh, the UN, right. She was in the UN. So she actually was downtown. My sister -in really close were, to what's going oh, on. Oh yeah. New York university, right. The sunny, right. And so they were right there and we couldn't get a hold of them for a few days for a few, for a few hours actually. Right. And we didn't know. And so, yeah, and it was very scary. And, and I think there was a, there was a loss of innocence, right. That happened at that time for people in North America, maybe not so much in other places because other places have had this happen you know, in the past, like Europeans have had war, people in Africa and Asia have war, right? But in North right. America, they're really, particularly in the US and Canada, we really haven't dealt not with that very here, much. Not here, not on our side. Right, soil. right, exactly. And so there was, there was a loss of innocence, a uh, disbelief, uh, but also a rallying to mm. help to support the people who were hurt, right? And the people who were affected by this. And so, and then, you know, has probably taken a little too far and <laughs> we went over it and, you know, took out some other people at different things like that. Right. So, you know, but, but, yeah. at the front end, you don't always know, do you know what I mean? And the front end, you try to make the best decision you can, but uh, time tells whether that was a good decision or not. You know what I mean? Right. This current war, what I see similar to that is mm -hmm. that there is a rally. There is, there, there's also a loss of innocence because, there, there wasn't really the sense, we, we had a sense that we lived in a safer world, right? right? Where this type of aggression just didn't make sense anymore. We don't do that right? anymore. Right. Not a country invading another country for, for fun, for kicks. 
you know what I mean? Um, and, and, and so it was like, it was a loss of innocence in that way, but when we see the same sort of thing, we see the rallying of, of humanity coming around, trying to help out the people who are affected by this, this tragedy. Absolutely. And I, and I love it. I love the fact, and it goes back to the whole heroism and compassion and stuff. And that's, that's, that's what I see in this war. Um, is people want to help. They want to do stuff to help support people who are affected. Mm-hmm. And that's, mm-hmm. that's always a good thing to do. And we have to make sure that as you're doing that, as you're doing good, you also take time to fuel up, right? Yep. You, can't, you can't reward your car with fuel only after you've met your destination, right? You have to... <laughs> You have to fuel along the way to make sure you get you right. You got to make sure you fuel along the way to get to where you're going. Right. And so we have to make sure we do that. So we don't burn ourselves out because not enough just to have this big push at the beginning. And then everybody's tired and, you know, six months Mm -hmm. later, no one can keep up with what we need to keep up with. Right. Right. So it's really more of a marathon than a sprint. And so I really encourage people to think that way. Okay. Uh, I have my three what's. Right? Okay. They're just questions and they should be, uh, you know, toss ups, <laughs> typically easy things to answer, but we'll see. Right. Okay. Number one, what's an opinion that you have in your field that will be considered unpopular? An opinion in my field. It could be, or, I mean, if okay. you want to go broader, we can do that. Yeah. I think, I think so. An opinion, an opinion that goes against the grain sometimes uh-huh, is that uh-huh. particularly with parenting, telling kids how wonderful they are doesn't build, doesn't build self-esteem or confidence, right? Competence builds competence. Yes. Sorry, competence builds confidence. So they have to have, you know, school of hard docs. They got to experience some disappointments. They got to work through challenges and difficulties and come out the other end and feel their own resilience mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to be, being told that they're wonderful just because they showed up on the planet. They are wonderful yep. just because they showed up on the planet, but that doesn't make them special. That's just makes them here. <laughs> right. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I, ta- I mean, I was telling my kids, I, I have a, uh, I teach speech. Mm. And so when you get up there and you talk, there's no <laughs> hiding, there's no cheating. We know if you have practiced and are prepared. Those are my two things. And both of those things lead to competence. And when yes. you're competent, you feel like, okay, I'm good. I can, I can yes. do this. Confidence. So, wow, yeah. This, yeah. Okay. Well, let me tell, let me tell you a speech story. Go, go. Okay. So I'm doing this right, right now talking to you. I do, mm. you know, you probably saw on the website. I do a whole bunch of like regular media, social media, like the whole bunch of a stuff. Whole right. Lot. When I was in high school, I was in grade 11. I, I was extremely shy, like extremely shy, lots mm. of anxiety, took a speech class. So I'd have a teacher like you. I had those six people in my class and I had to give my first speech like three minutes on whatever. I was throwing up. I had diarrhea. I was panicking. Oh, I, had to, no. I, had to quit the, I had to quit the class. I couldn't do it. I was getting sick. I was so scared. I was wow. so scared and overwhelmed. I had to quit the class. But you know what? I stuck with it and I stuck with it and I stuck with it. And now I've been doing this for like, I've been probably in regular media, like 20 years. Do you know what I mean? So it's, yeah, yeah. It, it practice and staying with it and 
meaning challenge and going through it does there's a payoff right and and so you just got to make you better it. yeah it makes, makes you better when you have to like get up there and you have to figure it out and i tell kids yeah. i'm like it's okay that you're not good right away mm-hmm. but you should be able to get better if you're prepared you've done mm-hmm. your research on whatever it is that we're doing mm-hmm. and you practice practice mm-hmm. practice practice don't just come up here and just try to do it some people <laughs> Some people can. They're that good. They're that naturally gifted at just being able to speak in front of people. They're comfortable. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people cannot. You mm-hmm. need to practice and prepare. And sometimes it goes in one ear or out the other. And we see those <laughs> when they get up there and I'm like, You'll sit down. You're wasting That's our right. time. <laughs> and other people, they just knock it out the park and you go. Yes, yeah. somebody's listening. Somebody's listening. It's worth it. It's worth it. Well, practice and preparation also help you to feel calm. And when you feel yeah. calm, you can do your best. Absolutely. Okay. Our next what? If you weren't in psychology, what would you be doing? Hmm. That's a good one. If somebody I... asked me if I wasn't a teacher, I, I, I honestly would have a hard time answering that question and i think it's for the same reason is that we we chose these professions yeah. this is what we want to do so yeah, yeah exactly. me do something else will be hard I, I think i think i might do i might be a teacher like i like all my family like a whole bunch of family families teach both my parents are teachers like you know got sisters that are teachers my wife was a teacher you know what i mean so i'd probably end uh, up being a teacher and or something in sales like i'd, I'd probably do something in in sales who knows You'd be great at either one. I mean, oh, thank you. <laughs> okay. Our last what, and then I want you to tell people where they can find you and all that great stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to someone in high school? Since I have high school kids, I see them every day and I'm talking <laughs> to the professionals and people with great insight. What can I take back to my kids uh, tomorrow on Friday to take into the weekend? Okay, I would say a couple things. One, one is that um, understand that state management, that's a tough technical term. State management is the key. So what I mean mm-hmm. by that is the better you feel, the better you do. The better you feel, the better you do. So when you can manage your state, you can manage your physiological state, getting out of sleep, eating well, getting mm-hmm. exercise, mm-hmm. you manage your mental state, feeling calm, <laughs> doing things with your emotions that are healthy, feeling confident because you've practiced and prepared, right? Doing these things, that helps you be successful. That helps you not only perform better, but you also enjoy your success better. You can actually pay attention to your success and you enjoy Mm. it better. So that's your number one thing, managing your own internal state. If you can do that, there's tons of ways to do that, tons of tools to do that. If you can do that and make that your focus, you're going to do well. The second thing is, High school is not life. <laughs> Who you oh, are right goodness. now, how you think right now, whatever you think is a big deal right now is not, it's only looks that way from this perspective. When you, mm-hmm. when you have a little more, a little more um, experience in life, you're going to see that this is not as big as the thing you thought it was. So yep. take the long view. Don't buy into what you're feeling and thinking right now. Understand that, mm, maybe there's a perspective that will look different two years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, Mm -hmm. and then tap into the consultants that are all around you, parents, teachers, counselors that do, that have been on earth longer and they have, may help you. You can borrow a little bit of their perspective 
just some of the stuff you're dealing with. Okay, I'm, I'm going to slip this one in there because I think it's important. And you have so many degrees. You've been to school a lot. Kids right now, I mean, they're, they're kind of narrowing it down to these are my top five schools. This is what I want to do. And if I don't get in here, it's like the end of the world. Really, yeah. just really quickly, because um, I don't know how much more time we have here. Um, just some advice on like going to college and trying to pick the right place to go. <laughs> yeah. So obviously you want to go to the school that fits you best, right? Um, whatever that is, whether that's by culture, by geographical location, definitely whatever you want to take if they're offering it and they're good at that, you want to look at that. But, you know, what I would say to people, and I say this to my own kids, there's lots of ways to get to where you want to go, right? It does not have to be one way or just or your way. There are lots of ways, yep. okay? Yep. I am one of these guys that took the scenic route to where I am. I know one of my buddies, he, he's got <laughs> two doctorates, two doctorates. He's got a wow. doctorate of, um, he's like an MD and also a doctor of chiropractic, right? But mm-hmm. here's a dude that we went to high school. He got kicked out of school twice in high school. Oh, he man. got, he got, got a girl pregnant when he was like, I don't know, 1920, right? You know oh, what I mean? He, he yeah. was a single dad. He was, you know, did a whole bunch of stuff. And then he decided, you know what? I want to create a good life for my kid. That means I got to create a good life for myself. Went back, busted yeah. his butt. Went to a whole bunch of, did a whole bunch of upgrading and ended up getting these two degrees, right? And like, there's no not way to do it, right? I mean, there's lots of different ways to get there. So Mm -hmm. just because this path is not open to you right now, doesn't mean you can't get there. And sometimes not even the right path for you, just the path you think or you see right now, you know, as a person, like I said, who's taken like a scenic route myself, Mm -hmm. I know that. I'm better off going down the path that's sort of open to me than the path that I wanted to go down at first. Right. If I'd gone down the path, yourself I, down. Right, I shudder to think what would have happened if I'd gotten my way. Right. <laughs> I'm so glad the universe had a different plan because this yeah. has worked out way better. Man, it's, it's been a total pleasure. Um, uh, for me last too. For thing me is too. I, I, I want you to, plug your your socials plug your books plug your website and uh and also plug money mind dna because i know that's something that you got coming up yeah money mind dna yeah so it's three of us guys together we got a money guy charlie fatal you know talking about Mm. how to manage money how to look at your finances you know where to go and planning early especially for high school kids getting that money stuff sorted out early means you're way ahead when you're like old buggers like yep. myself right um <laughs> so there's that i'm the mind guy right you know mindset is such an important thing when we want to have health but also happiness and success in our lives and then we got a dna expert this is dr Mikolai rajik and he he is one of these folks that helps you understand all the advances in, in uh, dna testing and how it can mm. actually work for you what's the practical things you can do to help you know look after your health set yourself up for success make sure you don't get maybe what you, your genetics say that you could get if you don't take care of yourself, yeah. but also, you know, how to make sure that the medicines you're taking are the right match for your genetic makeup. Cause there's All lots right. of things that you can do with this whole genetic testing area. Right. So, you know, what we do is we're, we're targeting business owners because a lot of people go to work, right. We want business owners to come check out our program. We have free mm-hmm. programs about once a month to come in see what we're all about. And if, if you like what we see, we can take a program to the business, whether like, like virtually or most likely, right. Where they can learn 
things about the money, you know, about your mind and about your DNA that's going to help you and your workers. And then there, we also offer more concierge personalized services as well. Each of us has our own specialties with that. Yeah. And then for me, Yep. People Go can ahead. find me at askdrgans.com, askdrgans.com, and that's where it is. And the, the 12 tre- stress-busting tips can actually be found at askdrgansvip.com. So askdrgansvip.com. And it's free, no obligation. Go check it out. And I'm on social as, as Dr. Gans, ask Dr. Gans. You know what I mean? You can find me under all those different different headings and you know my big thing is like you said um practical down-to-earth advice so you can do better that's that's my whole thing and what you see is what you get and like let's not make things complicated let's let's try to make these things as as simple as we can so that people can put them into play absolutely i like so you know (laughs) uh, um man it's been a blast me too Uh, charlie was definitely right (laughs) <laughs> this was an awesome episode. This was awesome. He said I would have fun. It will be great. And and it was. And I can't wait to to get this out to the people. And uh obviously I want you all to go follow me on the socials at underscore Tony Rambles underscore on Instagram and on TikTok. Uh you can email the show one Tony Rambles at gmail.com. And you can watch on YouTube, listen on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Breaker. I'm I'm everywhere. Uh this is the living numbers podcast i'm your host tony rambles and i will see you all in the next ramble and i think that's a wrap that's awesome that man. was awesome. awesome man you gotta get you gotta get mikolai rajik on here because he makes science fun he makes it okay. fun and he's very interesting and great sense of humor good guy good guy <laughs>